these moments right here is where the value is and where the um the true wealth is at. I um I was talking to Haley the other day. I was like, you know, we go to the grocery stores a lot and um a lot of people will say something, they'll stop. They're like, oh my goodness, she's so beautiful. Oh, I love it. And then they, they you know, they spark up a whole conversation. And Haley was saying now that she's a mother, she sees that people talk to her more when she goes out and things like that, especially mostly because they want to see the baby. And I was like, imagine if people shared the same compassion they do for babies, just for every human being. Imagine that. Imagine if everyone could look at a person walking through the grocery store and be like, I love your hat Mm -hmm. or I love your demeanor today. You are glowing, you know, but that's odd. That's, you know, that's weird. I, well, I'm not going to say everywhere, but here mm-hmm. in, um, you know, Western society. You know, that's, you know, get a, that's like, why are you coming at me like that? Why are you telling me that and mm-hmm. stuff like that? You get defensive. But just imagine the result, the consequences of sharing that compassion, not only for babies, but for every single person you encounter, because every single person was a baby before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it made me think, oh, if they love her now. They have all these great things to say about her. Uh, what about when she's seven? What about when she's eight? Mm-hmm. They love her because she can't communicate anything to them that they'll disagree with. Mm-hmm. You know, they they love her because she's just sitting there just amazed by her existence, mm-hmm. amazed by the things that are happening around her and stuff like that. And that's the, I feel like the most unique and most beautiful thing about children is one, obviously, they're looking at everything, a lot of things for the first time. They have no name. They have no conception of it. So they see, they see it in its most natural state. They see it as just pure beauty, pure joy, pure awe and wonder. Like, what could that be? What could that mean? Not necessarily caring to answer it or figure out, like, what this actually is, like, in definitive terms. But, like, just keeping that awe and that wonder about this, their, their existence and the existence of so much stuff around them. And that... I have learned, and I'm still working on it myself, that I have learned is just that's the purity of life. That is the detachment from um, a um, result or something from your endeavors and going down this lane or doing, you know, going to um, pursue this goal is just to have that, that appreciation, that wonder for everything that just is without even naming it, without, you know, without any type of recollection of, oh, this tree was here yesterday and things like that. No, still be amazed by this tree that was here yesterday. Look at it like it's brand new. Look at everything like it's brand new. And that's something that I'm working on, you know, when I look at Haley every morning, like that's brand, this, this relationship is brand new because yesterday does not exist anymore. Yesterday is a memory that's not even totally accurate. You know, it's shaped by what that memory that I'm trying to have is shaped by the emotions and the feelings that I'm feeling now. So that already takes away from the purity and the naturalness of that prior, you know, day, that prior minute or whatever. And I'm just trying to look at everything from the perspective as new, as itself, as natural, as wow, all the time. Going back to what you were saying about, um, People just speaking on what they see, like, like, hey, how you doing? You look great today type of thing. Uh, just seeing somebody in the grocery store or whatever. Um, I, can't, I think people don't necessarily, like, um, sometimes they don't shy away from it. They just aren't present. They aren't, like, they're kind of thinking ahead of what they need to do and, like, kind of just so strictly thinking about um, what they're doing. They don't really see the people next to them. They don't really notice the things that, you know what I'm saying, that could catch their attention that somebody might need to hear or maybe they just need to express themselves to them, like, what they see. So, I think it's not even 
I think practicing presence will definitely allow people to just actually see and notice people around them, like um, things that that brings beauty to them, things that make help their mood. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing like exactly like just being more aware of people around them, being able to compliment them and different things like that. I think the thing is, though, how do you how do you practice presence and how and how do you even become aware of the fact that you aren't present? I feel like that's the question for to ask most of these people, because most of these people are in a strenuous cycle of familiarity, you know, doing what what has been normalized for them to do. Um, And after a while, you just kind of go on autopilot like this is today's Tuesday. Today I go. I wake up, I brush my teeth, I, I'm going to run, okay, then go to the grocery store, okay, then I go to work, or, you know, that's just familiarity. You're not necessarily sitting there present in each moment. You're not enjoying brushing your teeth. You're not taking that time to pay attention to each tooth. You're not really enjoying that run. You're doing that run because it was already, you know, subjected to, to that day. It was a slot already subjected for this to happen. So you're doing it, and you're going to feel good when it's done because it's done. But did you enjoy the run? Did you really save your each step during your run? And I just I feel like that's the question. Like, how do you know that you are not present right now? I feel like sometimes with like you're with a partner or something, um, this kind of tends to happen is um, you out somewhere and you'll be like, kind of, did you notice that? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, I didn't see it. Like um, sometimes it can be that they aren't really here or embracing everything that's around them or appreciating their present moment? I feel like when I get no value from the day, when I can't sit down and have said, okay, today, like, I took this away from today. Like, I learned this today. Because I feel like every single day, no matter if it's something that I'm, I do daily. So for me today, it's a jam-packed day. But when I'm at Kaizen, like, I'm at Kaizen. I'm making sure I'm at Kaizen. Like, I can't, I really can't think of anything else there. And I think I've shared that before. Is like, that place actually taught me presence because it's impossible to think of other things as I'm trying to remember this like six strike combo he just told me, followed by five more. And, you know, I'm thinking about something else. So for that, I learned it there. And I, I learned it on a like walking as well. And then I, I let that spill over into everything else. That's where I learned that I was being present. I learned where I was being present before I could see where I wasn't when I started realizing certain stuff. So first it was in Kaizen. Then I tried to bring it to my walk. Now I could like I could show you all different types of flowers I see on the walk. I'll come back from a walk and tell Ashley, yo, there's this new one growing over here. So now when I'm in Publix, it's the same thing. You know, when I'm in the grocery store, I'm paying more attention to things. Um, we're complimenting people's stuff. But I wanted to bring it to what you were just saying about people being worried about what someone else may say if they do compliment them. And I feel like a lot of us can get stuck in our stuck in our ways or maybe not share compassion with ourselves or get attached to what we want their response to be. Cause like, I remember one time Ash is like, yo, that, that little old lady is killing it. I'm like, so tell her, why are we not telling her? You just told, why you tell me that I'm like, so tell her. And then she went and she told her, um, I couldn't tell you why she didn't tell her, but Maybe she was, you know, worried about what her response may be. And maybe she was attached to what she wanted it to be versus just saying it to say it, putting it out there, getting it off, letting you feel good or however you're going to feel about what I just said, letting you and it it being what it is. And I just got that off my chest. So definitely what I'm hearing from you and maybe I'm, you know, inputting some of 
what I how I view it too is um not being not even really thinking about their um reaction or the response or the um reward of whatever you're pursuing whatever you're doing don't think about that don't detach from rewards kind of attach to the process of just doing of just being mm-hmm. and I think about um Two, for the people who kind of anticipate the future and worry about the future and just can't seem to find comfort in this moment, does the future really exist? Um, and I would say it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And how does it, how does, how can it? When the only thing that you have is right now, this is the eternal now. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing that exists this moment. You ask me, what am I doing today? Right now, I'm doing a podcast. I mean, I can't I can I can tell you what I possibly could be doing, but we all know that sometimes things don't always go how we plan them to, how we organize them to, how we schedule them to. And I think there has to be a detachment from necessarily checking everything off the schedule, which don't get me wrong. Schedules are great. Trust me, I schedule things all the time. I love to have a schedule. I love to know, you know, what I have coming up and stuff like that. But also I'm not identifying with that schedule i'm not making that schedule my life i'm just looking at okay so i just did this now this is what i'm supposed to be doing now and that's all i'm going to think about that's all i'm going to worry about and when this has been experienced to the fullest extent when this has been completed and it's time for me to you know whatever i'm doing get up and go to the next thing then i will be immersed in that and i look at this schedule as just kind of like a guide and never get too fixed on if i did everything but did I experience everything that I needed to experience in that moment? Did I gain the value that I could from these moments that I did have? And this is this is why um, I truly like doing this podcast, because honestly, this just happened to me this morning. So, so my job is to um, bring value to people and help them understand that they might need help along their journey in personal training. Part of my job is um, doing a floor pools, see somebody working out, kind of give them a couple tips here and there and see if they would be interested in learning more and going going that route. So it was um, Bella. She, I seen her doing exercise. She was trying to do RDLs. I see she wasn't really doing them right. So I went to the front desk lady. Like she was a woman. So off rip, I'm like, I really want to help her, but would she be comfortable with me going up to her as a male? Is she going to think I'm trying to hit on her? Like those were my first thoughts initially. So I go to the front desk manager and ask her, like, maybe when you see her, you can talk to her because maybe she might be more comfortable. I'm like, I'm just in my head thinking like, um, like why am I hesitating? Like, I'm trying to bring value to her. Like, it's nothing wrong with me bringing value to her. And and come to find out, like, I went and helped her with her pull-ups. Actually, have you ever used the bands trying to do pull-ups? Because she was actually killing it. I'm like, and then I asked her, like, hey, have you ever done a body fat? Like, my whole spiel about sitting down with me. She said, no, no, thank you. For, for me, like, I added value to her. Hopefully, I made her comfortable. But at the end of the day, I didn't overthink. I did it initially, but I caught myself, and I was able to go speak to her and hopefully helped her out in some aspect of her fitness journey. And not attached to whether or not you got the her to sit down with you. Right, right. And it, it wasn't, and it, I think that's different between um, like a salesperson and somebody that genuinely wants to help somebody. So I think the world can benefit from everyone, you know, not necessarily adopting that view, but being compassionate enough to feel that, like, how can I add value to someone else's life? regardless of what I'm going to gain from it. How can I detach from gaining any reward for anything? How can I just learn to be someone who embodies compassion and value to others? Love exists. It doesn't only exist between spouses and um, 
family members. It exists in the world as a as a force, as something that um, governs everything. You know, it's not. I'm not talking about the emotional love. I'm talking about the state, the dimension of love that created everything that is. And when people can get in tune with that, you know, and when I can, can better myself and get more in tune with that, then I know, I know no matter what I gain from, from this life, you know, money-wise or, you know, success-wise, whatever success may be, um, I know that I left, my, I left my part in this world. I know that I did something to help someone else get better that contributed to the overall wealth and well-being of this world as a whole. How do you see a shifting to a more compassionate view versus a more self-reserved and self-oriented view of life? I know we talk about, um, again, starting with yourself, being able to love yourself and be able to see the type of impact you can have on other people. But um, for me, I try to always think about, think about what, what people say to me that helps me feel better about myself. And I always try to, you know what I'm saying, treat how you want to be treated. So when I hear somebody compliment me, I remember how that makes me feel. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I make somebody else feel good. Like I truly like feel good when somebody else smiles in my face or is truly driven or accepts me for allowing me to speak to them type of thing. So like tomorrow, if, if, I, if I see her come in and ask for the band, I'm, I'm going to be ecstatic. I'm going, Oh yeah, girl, let's get it. Let's get these pull-ups. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so for me, that's like, I just want people to, feel how other people have made me feel. You know what I'm saying? I know you ain't been on Instagram, but uh, I just posted a video, like, just of a whole bunch of snippets of my baby pictures. And um, I just, I know how I would want someone to talk to her. So with that, I'm trying now to pour that in, into all of my relationships. Mm. So... And and even even the season that I'm in now, um, I would want people, even Steph today, I would want people to have compa- compassion with me. Um, whatever season I'm in, right now, I would need my friends, my family to have compassion because right now, number one on my list is the fight that's coming up. So kind of everything else gets the back burner. So I know if that's something I need, that's something other people need. Everybody got their own thing going on. So... If it's like I said, if it's something I need, I'm I'm gonna put it out there. If I need people, if I don't I don't need I I could say I don't need validation, but I like when people tell me things about myself that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So if if that's something I need, just like you, JC, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm a I'm gonna make someone else feel good. If someone smile at me, it's just like it's contagious. Now I'm gonna go smile at someone else. You know, um, in, in even in in the grocery stores, if I'm smiling somebody like somebody in the car, and we if we make eye contact, I'm I, I smile because I don't know what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So my biggest like right now, my that's like compassion is like I said, I feel like the title of your chapter in your life right now is inward. Like mine is is compassion right now, and even mm-hmm. for myself too. So it's, it's it's real big for me to because I'm asking for it from everyone else, and I need to give it to myself at this time as well. This actually happened this morning when I met met your friend. Um, talked about your right hook, right? One one thing he he um he also mentioned was your hard work and how he, how you was always there before him. No matter no matter if he went there thirty minutes early, Steph was always there, staying going hard before, during, and after, staying after doing the little things. And like you don't even know, but at the time I'm cheesing. I'm just like, yeah, that's Steph. Like dang, <laughs> like 
it, it's motivational. It makes me yeah. feel good. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure it made him feel good just seeing you do that and the consistency, the fact that he was able to tell me that story, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, about you. So um, even little things like that without direct contact, your drive and your determination affects everybody's mood. Like for me, that that made my morning. You know, again, it's just motivational. It makes me want to do things. It makes me want to make people feel the way you made me feel indirectly. You know what I mean? So that's dope. This domino effect. Mm-hmm. Embodying that force to be that to to be that for yourself to not necessarily need someone else to tell you that you're doing great. Of course, it feels great to know that, but to to know that. No matter what, you're doing great and you're doing what you're supposed to do. And people see you. People see you. You glow. People will stop you. Hey, you, you, I love your shoes. You look great today. Mm-hmm. You know, but also say that to the person whose shoes you might not love. Who, you know, I'm not saying lie to them, but I'm saying if you see someone that's, you know, they look like, you know, they're going through something or they look like they are deprived of human interaction, take a minute to say, smile at them, say hello, say, how are you doing? You know, and I, that's something I, I always hold true. Someone can be rude to me over message or on the phone or something like that. Um, but then, you know, I go, I go meet them and they're a completely different person. That was me. That was my, that was my mind. That was my ego interpreting this message, taking offense to what someone was saying, but not taking, not taking that time to dig into where they were coming from and how they were saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, so detaching necessarily from just what you, what you read and see at face value you know nothing until you know the substance inside that person that has communicated these things to you. So when someone's rude to me on the phone, but I go meet them and I, you know, I do a service for them and I see that really they're not, they're not rude. They're not mean. They just, they needed someone to talk to and they didn't have no one to talk to. So, you know what, you sit there for a few minutes and what's a few minutes compared to the 24 hours that you have in a day. What's a few minutes of your life compared to a few minutes of empowering someone else just at least giving them a little smirk a little smile letting helping them you know feel like they are valuable because that's the thing a lot of people don't feel that they're worthy they don't feel that they have any value unless they are somebody unless that they unless they are doing something that somebody notices it's all related to something outside of themselves and that and that's a catastrophe that's i i hurt i hurt for the people who feel that they need someone to tell them that they're doing great, that they're valuable, that they have meaning. What is meaning? What is purpose? Mm-hmm. Meaning and purpose, these are all secondary to what is right now. And what you are right now is a complete whole human being who possesses every single thing that you need to operate in this very moment. You want to be better? Okay, fine. You know, you can be better, but don't think being better is going to happen tomorrow or the next day. No, be, being better is the um, compilation of so many present moments together that you have really now you've tapped into a different different way of living, a different way of life, and you're able to call on everything that you are at this exact moment. Mm-hmm. Don't save what you have. You have this great thought right now. Don't save it for later because you think it's going to be more valuable then. No, let's dive into it now. Let's talk about this thought mm-hmm. because right now is the only time that we can because later you're not going to remember that thought. You're going to write it down, but it's not going to have the same value or the same sustenance because you 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 didn't hop on it as your natural instinct to do it. You tried to preserve it for some reason mm-hmm. don't preserve who you are be who you are that is the only way that you can feel that fulfillment is by being who you are and I guess my question would be how do you how do you get to know yourself right now journaling you wouldn't even believe it I've been on a roll mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I love um, it I, but I, I've changed my format almost to like it's, it's almost like I'm writing a story about myself mm. 
And it just it just happened because it, that's why I was smiling when you was talking about it, like just being yourself. I wasn't supposed to say nothing, but I'm locking my hair tomorrow. I was just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say nothing, but um, before I decided to do it, uh, even before the girl had even hit me up, I had there was a journal entry, and I was just talking about how ever since I moved to Florida, like, I wouldn't blame it, like, on the move. I wouldn't blame it on anything in particular, but I lost myself. Like, completely just try to fit in. Like, I've been here. I didn't want to stand out, um, cut my locks. And I just remember the feeling when I started talking to the girl now about locking my hair. I'm kind of thinking, like, dang, okay, what are they going to say when I show up there? What are they going to say when I show up there? And then, like, I went, I went, to, I went to my journal and... I was like, what did I feel like the first time I locked my hair? I didn't even think about what anybody mm-hmm. thought. I'm like, what happened to me? Like where every move I'm making, I'm thinking what everybody else is thinking. So I kind of just, that, that journal entry like really opened my eyes. And because it was almost like from a, like, a, like a third person perspective. I wasn't talking, like I was talking about Stephanie. Like I wasn't talking about me. And um so, like I said, just really opened my eyes. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Like, do what makes me feel comfortable. All those funky clothes. Like, why am I only wearing black and white T-shirts now all of a sudden? Like, I used to not care what nobody thought. I wore a pink shirt under a baseball jersey. Oh, but, like, nothing mattered before. And I didn't think about what anyone thought before. And how I felt inside over these last five years um, since trying to conform to everybody's idea of what I should be. I have it, it hasn't felt good. So now, like, tomorrow, like, I, I'm really excited about tomorrow. Like, I wasn't going to say no, but you you just started talking about it. So I'm like, I got to say something. But, like, I, I don't care. Like, whoever say what, like, it just it just feels great because I know that's what's going to make me happy. I love them. I love how I feel with them. I, you know, that I, it's just me, like, free, you know. They just do their own thing, mm-hmm. you know. It's not too much to think of, and that's 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 what I loved about them. And you know, I'm, I'm excited to get them back and just everything back to myself, and not worrying about nothing what other people think. I heard 19 Keys say this on High Level Conversations. He um, he talked about how he brings his own atmosphere with him. Um, I feel like that's really big for me because I'm really big on the way people react to what I say. Like I like I can like. If I say something and I feel like you ain't made the right face, it'll throw me off, you know. <laughs> so, so for me, um, understanding, having my own atmosphere, making sure I take care of myself in the morning. So when I walk out the house, my atmosphere is good. Everything around me is good. So when I do run into people that might not make the facial expression that I want them to make or act the way I want them to act, I know who I am. I know how I how I carry myself this morning to continue to have a great day. So, um, again, like not allowing outside words or outside sources affect who I am. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely making sure my atmosphere is good and making sure no matter what reaction I get from people, I can still carry on my day and still um, be righteous. Both of those are so beautiful. And I feel like for journaling, finding your format is the most important thing because it's hard to just say someone tell you to go journal to just go journal, mm-hmm. but you don't know. Not that there's a way of how to journal, but there's a way of how you would want to journal that would be appealing to you, that would add value to you. And I'm so happy that you found that. It's beautiful. And what you would call it, um, and I feel you completely on your atmosphere because you can, the only thing you have control over, if you have control over it, is, is yourself. You know, you don't have control over people's reactions. You don't have control over um, what they take from what you say. Um, the other day we was in the store. Haley um, was trying to return um, um, a shopping cart to, the, to the, per- the employee that was right there collecting shopping carts. 
she um, gave it to her. The lady was like, thank you. And then, you know, Haley turned around. She rolled her eyes. You know, she was clearly not satisfied with that, however that happened. And I was like, oh, dang, she rolled her eyes, Haley. And she was like, I don't, I don't know why. And I was, and for me, I'm like, this is just one of those, this is one of those learn- moments that I'm going to learn something. You never know what someone has going on. You never know what happened the moment before you said this or did that to this person. You don't know what state they're coming from. You don't know their atmosphere. So if I sit here and let you roll your eyes at me and then I get offended and I get mad, then I got something to say. One, that's ego versus ego. Two, you just let that person affect you. You let that person control your emotional faculties. You know, things that you're supposed to have under control because that's no one else's responsibility but your own. And looking at it that way, for me, looking at it this way as I don't know what this person has going on today. I don't know what happened, you know, yesterday, earlier today. I don't know none of that. So why sit here and think that her rolling her eyes at me is directed towards me? It could be directed towards that situation. And she feels that things keep adding up and adding up and adding up. And those are things that, you know, she has to work through. But the most that I can do is is, is be compassionate, like, I'm, I'm sorry if that, you know, offended you. I'm trying to help you. But you really don't even have to say that. You don't have to say anything. You can let them roll their eyes. You can walk away and you cannot wish them any ill will because they did something to you that you didn't like. Tell your ego to settle down. No one is attacking you as a person. When you realize that no one is attacking you as a person, mostly what they're seeing and what they're doing is a projection of what they, who they are or how they feel or not even who they are because most people a lot of times have this this screen over who they really are and right outside that screen is who they think they are and that the person outside that screen is the person who operates that being who operates that person that's how they make decisions that's how they interact with people and it takes work to be able to open this screen that's locked it's jammed in there my screen locked in my apartment right now I can't open it you know for this analogy but um you feel me so to attack that with compassion and to go you know go back to your car and be like ah oh, they must be having a tough day I wish them the mo- I wish them well I hope whatever they're going through they figure it out and not to do this in a, in a, um, a pseudo, oh, I'm, you know, I love everyone. To do it in a really compassionate way. To do it with the true meaning of you really do wish that person well. Don't say you wish this person well and you don't. That's just, that's contradiction. That's friction. You know, that's rubbing against each other. You know, nothing's going to happen well to them that you wished. And, you know, you're not really finding satisfac- you know, satisfaction out the way that you dealt with that. Well, you have to find it within yourself to appreciate yourself and to forgive yourself for the way that you may come off to people as well. Love others, not for them being what you want them to be, but love others for them just existing and just being. Because without them, believe it or not, there's a lot of things that would be different in your life. Every person you encounter today, they did something for you, whether you know it or not, whether you were aware of it or not. Man, uh, it remind me, <laughs> long story short, somebody asked me um, about my job and basically asked, like, why? Why are you doing that? Basically, like, you can do better than that. Like, and it sounds like you want him to be better, but in that present moment, I was there. I saw his face. I saw mannerisms. It was definitely, like, like, like you can do better. And then he kind of went on to talk about what he was doing. So I kind of, off rip, I knew what it was. And um, when he questioned me, I kind of asked, like, so what you do? And I, I was ready to, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, reciprocate what he gave to me, but I ended up not doing it, kind of just, like, letting it be. But when I left, I'm like, I, sh- I wanted him to have it. Like, I wanted, to, I wanted him to feel how, I f- how he made me feel. And I called Quan, and he was like, well, it, it sounded like you, um, like that was a dub for you. Like, you, you won that because you, you was able to, to be aware of it 
and you didn't respond the way he responded simply because he made you feel some type of way. You know what I mean? He, I was aware of what happened. I was ready to um, question him and kind of like get on him, but I was aware of it, let it go. And I left mad, but at the same time, I didn't express that to him. And, and Quan let me know that that was like, a, that was a win in my book. Lost it a little bit, but Quan got me back right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically not letting someone else's thoughts or opinions consume you, mm-hmm. you know, and being unshakable in who you are, you know, you're not, and that's what I feel like. That's what I think. When I look at you, when I look at you, I don't look at people who are vengeful, who want people to feel the despair, the pain that they felt just simply because then they'll have some knowledge or some type of um, relation. I look at you guys as people who want to put your best foot forward and pour the most of yourself into others. And so when I, cause for me, I get that feeling too. Like someone says something to me, sometimes I'm like, they really just say that? Like, <laughs> but then, you know, I got to I got to make myself aware like they said that but what are you going to do with it? How are you going to take it? You know, you can perceive it a number of different ways and from that you can reciprocate something beautiful to someone else. You feel me? We don't have to off the rip be so vengeful. We don't have to be so spiteful. We don't have to wish the worst on someone who didn't pay us our money. Okay, they didn't pay us our money. That's a fact. That's just the reality of the situation. So what am I going to go around hating them? Am I going to go around letting them consume a portion of my energy? And then when you think about it, like, ah, no, I kind of want my energy because I still got this thing that I want to endeavor in. I still got this thing. And at the end of the day, if someone took that from me, obviously they needed it. And their life, the way that they live, they're going to get whatever, you know, they put out. So there's no reason for me to hate to think that I need to go give them something that life isn't. You know, it's to just let things kind of settle out and just be at peace with what, what happened and learn how to transmute someone else's quote unquote negativity and trans, you know, transmute that into something positive for yourself or positive for someone else when you go speak with someone else or when you reciprocate, you know, conversation back with them. And I just thought that was like that moment, like I felt like you learned a lot. You Like you become aware of yourself. You become aware of some of the things that are triggers for you that maybe alter your atmosphere a little bit. But when you start to become aware of that, you win. You won because now that now you have this awareness like, okay, when this happens, I need to slow down, take a breath, boom. Now I can, you know, talk to this person with my, genu- my genuine soul, with my genuine intentions, not, not trying to knife you, not trying to do anything that could cause you harm. And that's, that's a win. In my, in my books, that's a win every time. Absolutely. And not for this reaction, but just think, like, if you, the fact that you didn't ask him in return, he probably thought about it even longer. And it probably made even more of, like, an impact. Like, maybe I won't ask that next time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like if you would have asked him, then what? And he'd be like, okay, now me and JC had back and forth mm-hmm. <laughs> about, you know, who's a bigger man or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes, like, even if you meet somebody who's being, you know, mean with kindness... At the end, like, you leave it, you feel fine, and they're like, why, why they ain't, you know? Mm-hmm. Now they're questioning themselves, and maybe you made a change for them. Maybe they won't react that way no more. So I'm mm-hmm. not doing it for that reaction, but maybe I can make a change by showing you that you, you too can, you know, maybe be kind or be compassionate. Mm-hmm. So today, um, I challenge you, if you see someone, see something that you like on someone, see somebody with the glow, anything that interests you, I challenge you to compliment them, express yourself, let them know how you feel, 
allow yourself to just speak to them regardless how they respond. Just understand that you are present and that you are bringing value to them in some way, shape, or form. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Perspective. Uh, please feel free to you know rate this episode and please reach out to perspectivepodcast3 at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, topics you would like to hear, hear about or any feedback. We appreciate y'all. Till next time.